Welcome to We Love Your Vision, a podcast in which we discuss all things innovation. My name is Christine and with me is Rory. And today we're bringing you the controversies of this latest edition of Eurovision. The scandals. Ooh, scandalous. Sc- scandalous. Yeah. Um, so, two years ago we started this podcast. Yeah. And the second episode we did was about all the, all the controversies. We were very pressed. 2019, yeah. We were so angry and we had so much to talk about that we decided to start a podcast. Yeah. Literally, that was, that was the birth. 100%. Yeah. It was a controversy. It was, yeah. It was like, we have to talk about this. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, we're, we're slightly less pressed this year. We've been through the mill a couple of times now. Yeah. So maybe we're like uh, world beaten. Okay, or they're just not as, or we're not as they weren't as, as big. Or the pandemic. Or the pandemic, yeah. Perspective. <laughs> Things have been put in perspective, yes. maybe. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's been maybe three or four main polemicas. Yeah. Um, the first of which is the biggie, I guess. The biggie, the boy. The biggie, the boy. Surrounding the final. Um, drugs. Just say no. <laughs> Um, the thought that lots of people, the entire country, uh, some people might say, believe that someone will do drugs uh, in front of all their, like... Competitors. Competitors. In front of cameramen. And, and potentially 200 million people yeah. is insane. Yeah. The thought that they actually, like, yeah, whether the person would do it or not, like, the thought that someone would do that, like, uh, it would be mental. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What happened is, let's start let's from the back. beginning, yeah. during the votes, mm-hmm. uh, on the final, uh, a clip of the lead singer of Monaskin, mm-hmm. uh, Damiano, uh, kind of got taken out of context on Twitter. Yeah, there was like an edited version of the clip which showed him like dipping his head towards the table. Yes, there is a yeah. coffee table, and they were all around the coffee table, and he kind of is clinging. I, I'm going to assume most people are aware of the clip. And if not, it's very easy to Google. Yeah. It's everywhere. Um, anyway, it, and then he kind of moves his head real quick, so it almost looks like he's snorting something. Yeah. This really quickly became a thing, to the point that when they win and they go to the press conference becomes a thing on the internet I yeah, was like nowhere so, so, someone kind of put like a thing saying like, has he just done a line in the green room yeah and then like everyone was like oh my god yeah yeah he's it's, like definitely yeah it, it snowballed a bit exactly and by the time he go to the to the press conference they ask him about it the boy man boy boy man yep a Swedish um, news person news man yeah news, news, news boy, boy news, news boy. boy yeah um, ask him, and he denied. He said that they don't do such a thing, and they don't um, uh, support uh, such a thing. But that did not clarify. No. The thing kept going and going and going, and the next day it was on the news of everywhere. Yes. Outside of the contest, that like, it was the thing of like. Yes, even like BBC like morning shows. They were interviewing them about it. Even in the news in Spain. Yeah, it was like, basically everywhere. That was the big news. Yes. Yeah. Um, 
the ban completely denied that volunteered to take drug tests as well correct and until the moment that they got back to Italy and they were able to take the drug test with like a day a day and a half or something like that the rumours kept going and people were saying he's taking drugs because look at this and other people were like no he's not taking drugs because at no point he holds his nose blah blah the thing just got out of hands Eventually, he took the drug test, and guess what? He did not take drugs. Negative. 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 Yeah. Meanwhile, all this was going on. Uh, Actually, Eurovision was out. We are investigating the drugs, which it just kind of gave this whole thing legs. They released a statement saying, like, there's, yeah, an ongoing investigation around it. Exactly. Which basically kind of like, because they could have just killed it, and so like, no, there's no evidence. But they decided to, like, keep it alive. So or just sh- wait one day and the next day say he's taking the test, the test and yeah. it's negative, shut up. Yeah, there's actually no need to like say that they're investigating or that there's any there's no need for a statement. Exactly. Yeah. Um so that that kind of like made it m- even more yeah. of a thing. I mean the first thing as well is that he kind of explained what happened at the time that Thomas, the guitarist, had knocked over a glass which broke on the floor, which then got his attention, that's what he looked down at. Yeah. Um and actually, like, multiple photographs have emerged that actually show the broken glass on the floor. Mm-hmm. And actually, if you look at the photograph, or the, the, the footage, you quite clearly see the table end. Yeah. So the table, the, the table's glass is kind of obscured from view, exactly where it ends. But if you look at the picture as a whole, you can see what's on it and where it ends. And actually, from the many green rooms, you can see where the tables are positioned. Yeah. Yeah. And their legs are all, like, quite far ahead. They're mm-hmm. quite far away from the table. Yeah. And that... Uh, as I just said, at no point he holds his nostril. No, he's, he's got two hands clenched yes. on his knees. Yeah. Then there is like a piece of paper in the side of the table and people say, look at the drugs. So, honestly, and then another photo shows that it's clearly a napkin. Mm-hmm. But like, if that is cocaine on the table, that's quite a substantial amount. <laughs> yes, it's a, that's a Scarface-esque pile. Of yes, like, <laughs> are they were just chilling people with it, yeah. around or watching these? Like, it's all just so stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to look back at this whole controversy and be like, this was stupid. Like, how could you ever think that this person was taking cocaine in the green room? Well, yeah. because France exists. The French were very pressed. And they have been very pressed. They've been really pushing the agenda. And like that's, and I think it's like, because it, that's the thing, it went beyond Eurovision. So it went to like people like culture secretaries, who probably didn't even watch the show. Of France. Had heard, yeah. The French culture secretary, who probably didn't even watch the show, but heard about it, like, oh, France lost because they were taking drugs. Like, we're going to, like, we demand that it's taken off some. Which, even if he's taking drugs, we kind of start a side debate of, like, if he's taking drugs after the fact, is that unfair? I understand, okay, I understand if he goes against the rules. I guess it's not unfair, but it's misconduct. Oh, yeah, I understand if they get disqualified, 100%. But you will know when you go to sleep, you were second. Yeah. Because they won Hmm. fair and square. I think the reason, like, in my mind, the reason that the French pushed so hard for it is because they're very proud of their culture. And they, 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 they may well view their culture superior to other cultures. Um, Look who is talking. Well, we'll get to that later. But, <laughs> more, like, 
the reason that they pushed it so hard is because it was the most French song ever. I think it because it, because it was so French that it must have hurt them extra to lose. And it so came French. second, which yeah. is brilliant. It, yes. it was the best result for France since I don't know. Yeah. When. Maybe the French got carried away because they had just won Junior Eurovision and they had Bob and Pravi and it was like a favourite and I don't know. They came so close to winning. I understand. It's yeah. still petty and silly. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. Like you were second. Yeah. It's still like calling the TV because Celine Dion won. Yeah. Like it's similar, yeah. It's it's, it's bad little sore losers. Definitely very overall, yeah. yeah. Um but yeah, we've even seen clips of like T V shows in France where they they don't believe that the they think because uh, it was done in result. Italy that yes. it was like tampered, it was a artificial test. Exactly. Yeah. And it's a are you for real? Let's lose perspective that they're like 20, 22 years old. Yeah. Like, they're kids. Not to say that kids cannot do drugs, but it's just like, watch yourself, what yeah. you are saying. I mean, there was quite clear evidence that they were addicted to table tennis. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing they were addicted to. They literally celebrated yeah, play. by playing table tennis. Yeah. Ah. Like, Oh, and it's quite it's quite ironic though that yeah the, the lyrics of the song is all about people saying things about you, and then like literally that's what happened. Yeah, quite yeah. literally. But, but it's been quite it's been quite a ride. It has been a ride, a um, ride of your life, some might say. Yes, because all the internet detectives were out measuring. Yes, <laughs> it was really fun. Yeah, said so that I do feel for them. Yes. Because I think this is going to stay in the mind of lots of people. Mm-hmm. People won't care that it was cleared up or they didn't do it. It'll always be that they were the rock band that was snorting coke in the green room. And I've, I've seen um, online lots of people saying, well, he didn't do it in the green room, but he did it in the bathroom. <laughs> what? What? Really? Like, what? Yeah. And it must have been hard for them to have to deal with this, like, after winter, shadow after such a positive thing, they didn't get to enjoy their win because straight away it's like boom, no, exactly. drugs, drugs, you're on the drugs. Yeah. yeah, that's a shame. Yeah, but there have been some positives for them that they are well, they're experiencing viral success in lots of countries. It, yes, they are doing exceptionally well. Yeah, like really broken out of just the win, like. They, they didn't get to enjoy their winner's bubble, but like they've gone further than most winners get to go already. Yeah. Uh, they seem to be quite successful. Some of the most successful winners that we've had in the last few years. Yeah. So far. Yeah, so far yeah, it's been it's been a few days. Yeah. Three days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But for example, their YouTube video really has more views than Arcade in the entire time of Arcade. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, they're charting with several songs. Yeah, so it's not just their winning song which is charting. Like, they released their album. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, many of the tracks are charting. In many countries. In many countries, yeah. Uh, which is amazing. If you're un- unaware of their songs, like, check them out as well, because they are fantastic. Yeah, I, I Want to Be Your Slave. I'm obsessed. If that is, like, crack. Like, you hear it once and you're, you're done. You're I'm hooked. obsessed. Like, you hear it by accident and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. It is so wild to hear from that one. There you go. Um, but yeah, they seem to be 
doing very good. Yeah. And we're happy. And it's also like it's like the like Duncan Lawrence was kind of a breakthrough of like his success on TikTok kind of opened up that you can be successful. You know his success on TikTok. I just it's a it's a point of reference. I don't think that arcade was a radio friendly, it was um you your average um pop song. Yeah. And that was a nice shift from Meta mm-hmm. uh, in terms of actual musical quality, no yes. spectacle. Yeah. Um, and also in terms of like reaching a wider audience. Mm-hmm. Um, it was not groundbreaking. No. Uh, especially for people that are not from Eurovision. They are, you do listen to songs like Arcade. Perhaps in the Eurovision bubble, you do not hear Arcade. Yeah, Arcade. Okay, that of, Yeah. yeah. Um, but I do think that it kind of helped to build up a new wave. And now, yeah. with Monaskin, they're so young. Yes. They're so cool. Mm-hmm. They are so talented. Yes. It's kind of we're taking a feather. It's kind of like, this is what John Oliver Sands' mission was, was to transform it from singing turkeys to, like, mm-hmm. mainstream songs. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, like, D- Duncan was kind of the pinnacle of the radio-friendly song. Yes. And that opened the doorway to people taking it a bit more seriously. And I think Maneskin is the next step in that, that, like, this, like, relatively successful band in Italy that has, yes. like, a following across the continent. Yes. To some degree have like not just taken part but like been really enthusiastic really enjoyed it and like very positive and actually that they are more successful coming out of it it's kind of going to show other people that it's not something it's not just a joke competition Mm -hmm. and that you can it's a serious thing that you can like be a good um vehicle for yourself yes and lots of people that don't particularly care for your vision will hear their music and be like Eurovision, this is coming from the singing turkeys, you know what I mean? Like, it's all part of, like, moving towards the light. Transforming it. I mean, Eurovision is very cyclical, and it's been through many different eras. So that you only just need one netta to go back five years in one day. (laughs) I mean, it's true that you don't often get a similar winner from year to year. Yeah. And actually, we've been on a trend of, like, two quality winners. Yeah. Next year, we could end up with a turkey. And um, we would eat it up. We would, yeah. We would like it. But it's like, it's transformative. Like, it's a good, it's a step in the right direction, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Like, and like, besides like success or commerciality, just like uh, something that's a bit more like original and true to the artist and yes. less manufactured. Once again. And as you said, isn't some of the most manufactured songs Flopped this didn't year. do well? Yeah. So kind of the bought camp written songs all flopped to some degree. Yeah. Um, and actually the songs that did well are more personal to the artists. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of rounds it up. So yeah, the EBU decided to investigate the drug claims. Uh, something they're not investigating is the jury points of, of Moldova. We're going there. Uh, just quickly, just yeah. to say that um, it's been pointed out that there were some anomalies with the voting. I actually think, did they put a statement saying that they were not going to investigate it? They did, they literally put yeah. a statement saying they weren't investigating. Yeah. Um, and I assume that's because one, uh, 
it would take so much effort to investigate that because you have to go through all the voting records of the national broadcasters to mm-hmm. find out like if it's true and then also it's going to open up a hornet's nest that if you start investigating like questionable jury scores like that's going to tear the fabric of the competition apart yeah like it's better to like let a few things slide yeah then like because it would be a top to the bottom down the drain pipes looking for every bit of dirt from every country which is <laughs> going to be hidden by the broadcasters <laughs> so and you're going to like it's like they was like no like we, will that be your dream job <laughs> kind of but i think yeah it would be Maybe, um, <laughs> but yeah, I can imagine like you like no, like we go, we know what Kokorov's up to. Yeah. But like, it's not worth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this will tear us apart. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we might get some more next year. We have, according to him, he said. Um, he will be behind the Russian. Yeah, he went to a again. TV show in Russia or radio show. I'm not entirely sure. And he said that he's going to be behind the Russian entry. And we know that the Russia... Um, uh, broadcaster there is two. It alternates and between the two broadcasters. Yeah, much um, like in, in Belgium. Yeah. Um, and there's one which generally, more often than not, picks Kokorov. It's friendly towards Kokorov. Yeah. I would be quite excited to see Marif, actually. Yes, that's, that's, my, be... that's my gut feeling. Because she's made the song recently with Kokorov. And she's very much in his circle. Yeah. And it would be the ultimate, like, fuck you to the Ukrainian music industry to I'd come be here and, for that. I'd be to here come for, the for drama. Russia with Kirkorov. I'd be here entirely for the drama. Because I think that's what she's done. Basically, she got, like, blacklisted in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. So then she's like, okay, I'll go to Russia. Not only will I go to Russia, I'm going to team up with the devil himself. Yeah. And, like, make much more money than I ever could in Ukraine. Yeah. Yeah. I would not be surprised if she's yeah. Because I assume Sugar is kind of like the prototype of a Maruv song at Eurovision. Because it's like a kind of a wannabe Maruv. Yeah. But like if he can get that result with Natalia Gordienko, like I can imagine like he'll like think like actually what can I do with the real deal? Ah, uh, make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> Exciting time. Yeah. How disappointing if you so again again. Never disappointing. Let's <laughs> Never disappointing. Yeah. But I think it, yeah. Judging with the history of Kirkov, it's going to be a familiar name, yeah. I would imagine. Um, yeah, but exciting. Very. Yeah. I mean, most of your fans are not excited by the prospect of Kirkov being involved in any format. That's true. It would be quite refreshing to have a year without Kirkov. It would be, yeah. But at the same time, he is like a pantomime villain. He <laughs> like you kind of he's like the anti like the anti hero like you kind of so need the true. dark horses because he's so like ridiculous and it's so obvious like it's behind you <laughs> <laughs> yeah yes yeah. yeah um yeah uh, so the next bit of controversy uh, involves Malta oh this is hot stuff this right is, now this is the hottest of the tea um. Yeah, so there's been allegations made about the Maltese delegation and its use of public funds. Yes, basically in an interview, um, I'm very sorry that I don't know the name, someone that represented, that has represented uh, Malta in the past. Eva Lusco. No, Eva Lusco. <laughs> it's a man, Rory. Oh, I'm okay. very sorry. Uh, said that 
back in the day when um, he was representing Malta, the delegation had the practice, the common practice of putting bets on themselves just to kind of like Build up push the hype. up yeah. the hype. And that, considering how Destiny was number one in the odds from the get-go, until we start to see the real deal. Yeah, that kind of marries up with the thought that they could have been artificially inflating the odds. Yes, and the fact that they've had an insane amount of uh, adverts across mm-hmm. social media Yes. Uh, has raised some eyebrows. About the use of funds. And the, yeah. there's speculation. Is it speculation or is it confirmed how much they spent? Let's say it's speculation, but I think it's true. Yeah, like in the hundreds of thousands. 350, 350,000 euros. Yeah. Which is kind of like what the big five pay. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what they have spent. Yes, that goes for absolutely everything, okay? Yeah. From producing the music video, the song, the staging. Yes. Everything. But the thing, the perspective that we have to take is that other countries spend much less mm-hmm. and they have a similar product. Yeah. Um, and also, it's, it's kind of like it's mis- it comes under misconduct as well. I think that whole point, there's an audit. Basically, the, 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 I think where I said Irioske is because there was a lot of rumours around Irioske in 2016 done, yes. that it was done. And like people, there was a, a freedom of information request made to find out where they spent the money. Mm-hmm. But that, that request was denied. Mm-hmm. And the questions are once again s- circling. And I think uh, like national bodies are talking about auditing them to find out exactly where this money's going. Yeah, because it is public funds. that If they're using it to like uh, for dark arts. Yes. But it's, not, it's, not, it's there for like to create the song, to create the music video, to create the staging, not to put on the bet. Or adverts, like an insane amount of adverts. Uh, All this is within Malta itself. Politicians from Malta are asking the um, broadcaster about this. Uh, So this comes within themselves. Um, Now, this raises questions. Like, obviously this is not fair. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is... actually horrible this is horrible to destiny we already spoke in the last episode about how much pressure she must have been put through because she could really tell it in his in her face um of the whole things like winning what is baby from water for the tourism blah 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 she's only 18 you've created this fake bubble around Mm -hmm. her and like expectancy basically it's like you build the hype so then people like get into that hype and they are ready to like beat you up but actually like you're setting yourself up for a bigger fall because exactly. you're, you're overhyped and like there's an inevitable disappointment because your the product you've brought is actually not matched to the hype that you've created exactly and if you say before any kind of odds or anything malta is Finishing coming seventh, seventh. Yeah. that's a fantastic result for malta obviously if you're saying that they're expected to win the whole thing, seventh doesn't seem that good. Yeah. But it is a very good result for Malta. Yeah. I personally say they should have spent more money in the staging. Yeah. Like, that's what That's what did it. That's what killed it, yeah. Said that, 
we are following, we're seeing lots of the songs, how they are, they've been on the charts and how viral they've gone. And um, Jimmy Cass has not done that great in no. comparison. So clearly, yeah. yeah, it perhaps was never. It didn't have the legs. Yeah. And that was actually our first reaction when we heard it. It was like, when we saw it, it was like the person in the yard and people hope that like, this is going to age like milk. This, I mean, if this wins, it's going to be worth a meta. It's going to like... Yeah, yeah. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I, couldn't, I, I couldn't see what was so great that would take it away from like everyone else. Manipulation of betting odds. Yeah. Yeah. Once I said that. Yeah. Once I saw um, the semi... Yeah. Which it had dropped in the odds by then because the staging was rubbish. Yeah. I understood what was so good about the song, which was Destiny. Destiny, yes. Destiny was amazing. Mm-hmm. But everything else, the song was never for me. I, I, I enjoy it now, but still it's never going to be my thing. And the staging, I'm sorry, I'm never going to move on from the staging, it was mediocre. It completely killed any, like, possibility the song had of, like, doing Doing better. Yeah, doing better, yeah. I actually don't know if this song was ever a winner. No, I I never had this as a winner. Like, I was in shock that this was in contention for a winner. Yeah. For me, it was always, like, fifth to tenth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Quite a dirty practice. Mm. Right, the next topic is very sensitive um, and we're going to talk about race. Oh, okay, we're going to go there. Yeah, and basically the results that uh, came in for people of colour this year were mm, in no way reflective of the quality of the act. I think I saw someone say that if they put all the televote together of all the uh, black artists together, they would only come eighth. Yeah. Which is nuts. Mm-hmm. Considering how many and the, the quality. quality we have. Yeah. And like we saw in, let's start with Benny Cristo, who received zero tele- televote points. Which it was never going to be a qualifier. No. But like to be scored that low. Is, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we also had. Uh, Jonggu scoring zero points in the vinyl, which you can say it was a host song. It was... Mm, and it was not a, like, pop song. Yeah. Uh, but I think a lot of it to do, like, this... It was very black. And I think that's never going to play well in Eastern Europe. Well, let's... Uh, okay. Um, or let's say certain parts of Europe. <laughs> Which you're ruining. Uh, I but think also, like, there Western, is racism everywhere. I'm going to say, but I don't think Western Europe is ready to, like, um, address a song, a song is it ready for a song about colonialism. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I th- it was your sister that taught me, and I don't remember if she said that she has seen it or she had heard it, I don't know. But she said that she has seen people saying, why was black masses brought to Eurovision? What did politics have to do with it? That really, like, this is his life. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. This is just as valid as making a song about anything else. Like it, his life, his life experience. Yeah. Like. 
like it's in like 1944 by Jamala. Exactly. Yeah, like the personal story about his like heritage. Yes. Yeah. This is the shoes he walk every day. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, also, Toussaint, which like... We saw... Never, yeah. Can, can, can we address this? We clearly saw something. Yes. On Toussaint that... No one else. No one else. <laughs> I stand by it. I still love the song and I love him so much. Um, but yeah. Like really, and by the juries as well. Like lots of juries didn't go for this. Mm -hmm. um, I don't, like, it's... Because, okay, Sweden has sent, well, would be sending three three acts which are people of colour. Mm -hmm. um, but this was kind of the most... Um, Raw, I would say, of the three. The other two are very polished. Whereas this is a polished, yes, you know what I'm trying to say? This yes, is yes, still, yes, it was, yes, yes. Voice is still a very polished Swedish song, but his performance. Yes, which actually, can I say, and just as I like to go on about the staying of Malta, I like to go on about the staying of Sweden, I think that was tuned down. Yeah. Uh, for Eurovision. True. I think you could see his roots more... In Melfest. Yes. Yeah. No, you agree. Yeah. But I think also, like, the, the, the staging of it was... I think there's, like, nods that could be pointed to, like, the Black Lives Matter. Like, there's... Like, black people talking about singing in the million voices. It's, like, it's kind of a movement. And, like, yeah. But so that, they never... They never... They never explicitly said it, said but that. you could quite easily draw that conclusion yeah. from it. Yeah. I think that probably like didn't sit well with a demographic. Well, wake up Europe, you know what? It's time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that time has come and it's now. But yeah, like generally like the televote completely robbed yeah. the black packs. And we had Sunita and Florida. True. Amazing! We had Destiny! Yeah. She perhaps did deserve a little bit more than what she got in the mm -hmm. telephone. Yeah. Um, which again, she was a plus-sized woman of colour. Yeah. Like, I don't know how accepted that is everywhere. Mm-hmm. But... From here, we have to say thank you for all these people to bring their stories, to bring themselves, and to give it all and to just yeah, like be there. so much kind of like black excellence that was completely paid dirt by yeah Europe. Uh -huh. Europe, I think Europe in a, a large proportion is not ready. And for the people that say out oh, there is that these songs were just not good, um, okay, I'm not saying any of these songs were a winner. I am just saying that. They perhaps should have done better. Yes. That there is a point to be made here. Yes, perhaps not of the songs were going to win. Fair enough. But let's say how it is. They were done dirty. Mm -hmm. There is all the things that came on top of them that perhaps shouldn't have been there. Yeah. It is a very, it's, I mean, it's a very sensitive issue. Yes. I feel very uncomfortable talking about it. As Me a, too. As a, just to say this, as a, a white male. Yes. <laughs> um, it's like, 
I, yeah, I'm very like conscious that I don't say anything untoward, or like it's not my place to say. Yes, I feel. Yeah, and it's not. My, I don't. It's not my lived experience, so I can't like. Yeah. It's hard to kind of vocalize my thoughts or my feelings on the matter. Lisa, we are learning. Um, we learn through living. We are cautious. If anything we've said, um, do you think it was out of place or has offended you? Please let us know. We like to learn. Yeah. Um, I'll move on to something that is in my lived experience. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about the United Kingdom. Yeah, okay. Um, so two years ago when we did up this episode, we talked about the United Kingdom. <laughs> and it's That response... was like the main, yeah. one of the main discussions. Yeah, we talked about the, the United Kingdom and it's kind of its response to coming last. Yep. Um, we're on to familiar territory. Last uh, with zero, zero points. Double zero points. Nil pois, which, yep. is, which I think in the minds of UK locals, we finish with nil pois every year. Yeah, which, which is, is not, not true. Not true. It's the second time mm -hmm. ever. First time since 2003. Um, but yeah, it's like we saw the predictable responses of like, Europe hates us. Yep. Um, it's a joke. Mm -hmm. We could send Adele and get zero points. Mm -hmm. um, what are your thoughts on this? Well, actually, I've, I'm taking my sister as the voice of Europe. I asked her today um, a few questions. Okay. She doesn't watch Eurovision, she doesn't follow Eurovision all that much. Obviously, she knows why it is and she has an understanding. And she actually really dislikes the UK. Yeah. Mostly because I came here when she was eight. Yeah. And I think in her mind, since she was a child, it's like this country has told her sister, her big sister. And that kind of carries on. And she's like, how can you live there when life is so much better here? Anyway, I said to her, so if the UK had a really, really good song mm -hmm. and you were watching Eurovision, would you go for it? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, would you, if you really like a song from the UK, but because you hate the UK, would you not go for it? And she was like, no. Like she was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. I was like, do you dislike the UK? I was like, me aside, do you dislike the UK more than any other country? I was like, no. Like, this yeah. does not exist. It's, ba well, it's, it's a story, it's a, basically, it's a narrative we've been telling ourselves for decades. Like, the latest thing is kind of Brexit that they like to blame it on, but like, it goes back to like Celine Dion. Yeah, there is a famous clip of someone calling, I don't know, a show from back in the day complaining that the UK had come second um, and that Europe hated hated them um, because Celine Dion had won that year. Yeah. I mean, it, probably, yeah. it, I, it can probably be traced back to when Cliff Richard came second. Was it toi? To Spain, yeah. yeah. And you and it, was like, it was like, Europe hates us, it's all a conspiracy, it was, yeah. Franco bought it. No. No. Um, but yeah, and also it probably goes back to like imperialism. Can I dismantle <laughs> that real quick? Yes. That was actually like a big old deal in Spain, 100%. That was not bought. I mean, 100%. It was a dictator. I cannot put my hand to say 100%, but 
I will doubt it because they were gonna say another song and this artist he only wants to sing in Catalan and they were like not gonna have a Catalan song and he was like well I'm gonna sum up then and then he didn't go so then very last minute they have to get like this girl and they were like oh she's wearing a like short skirt and this song is so stupid and then she won so it, 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 I don't think if he was gonna buy your vision he that was, was, he, was he inflating the betting odds that's the he was inflating the betting odds. Yeah. What I'm saying is that if Spain was gonna buy a win that year, I don't think they would have picked that song and that singer to represent them. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that was yeah. true. Okay. Yeah. You you came second. Yes, and it hurt because it was Cliff. Like we could send Cliff Richard and still not win. Literally. This bitch was not saying any language. She was just saying la 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 repeatedly. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry for, for calling Marcella a bitch. <laughs> we love you, Marcella. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, there's a lot of roots of, like, the history of why the Brits think Europe hates them. Um, and it's, but it's also, like, it's been, it's been fostered, that, that kind of narrative within British society, as a way of, like, justifying not doing well in Eurovision. And it's like a laziness. It's a lazy comfort. It's, it's, it's all so stupid and I think what I find the most annoying about it is that they are using arguments that perhaps were mer- just about relevant like 10, 15, 20 years ago but in this day and age like they cite like block voting which was probably the case in like the early nineties. yes when there's like the class of Soviet Union it's kind of like Yugoslav countries voting for each other yes um and right, the whole thing of like, like politics uh, doesn't matter. We have Israel as an example, um, not just how surprisingly well for what it was thought that they will do this year. Even w- they yeah, they are always yeah. problematic, and they won. Yeah. A couple of years ago, three years ago, I don't know anymore. The pandemic in the middle. Um, you have Russia always doing very well, like politics actually don't matter mm-hmm. you have the whole thing of um like neighboring countries voting each other okay yes we do see a little bit you see like greece and cyprus but yes. it's, it's more like a tradition than like but bitch portugal did <laughs> they give us points no they didn't yeah. Did Ireland give you points? No. No, they didn't. No. Like, that actually... That and, like, the whole thing about Europe hates us, well, does Australia also hate us? Because they didn't really Exactly. Actually, do, do, do Azerbaijani, like, people care about Brexit? No. <laughs> yeah. It's also stupid. Yeah. Like, all these points are no longer relevant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it was lazy thinking. And also, it's very much, like, outdated views of the context. Because yes. the other thing is they say is like it's it's a big joke. It's just a big joke, and there's like countries that actually take it seriously. Well, if you treat the contest as a joke, you're in definitely going to be the punchline, mm-hmm. and you're going to be like, if you don't take it seriously, you don't take some, send something of quality, then you'll don't be surprised when you finish last. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, said that is, I mean, a bit late, but I guess better late than never. It seems to be quite like a support for Jane Human and since that the song is getting lots of downloads after the fact, so that's very nice. Yes, but where was yeah. the promotion? Like mm-hmm. 
okay, there is something I, I can't understand. Uh, I don't know if I, if I said this before. Um, but there was like this advert like a few weeks before Eurovision on the BBC. Yes. For Eurovision. Yes. And it was very nice because it had like nice clips from all the artists. The song that was playing was Backstreet Boys. Yeah. Like, number one, you do need to play your song. Yeah. Like, play your song. No, well, first of all, make sure to play a Eurovision song. Like <laughs> and song if you're there. not going to play your song, yeah. you need to play Get Your Conchita Out, Get Abba, Get yeah. Lorin, Get Something, A Heavy Heater. Like, yeah. Backstreet Boys. Boys. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, big fan. But... Yeah, really? but play Ember so people know this. Like that's the thing. Like people are like, I don't, I don't even know the song. I've never heard it before. It's mm-hmm. like, well, there's no promotion. Like some countries are spending loads of money on adverts, and we like played it a couple of times on Radio Two. Exactly. And there's like no hype and no promotion for it. And actually, if people are willing to download and listen to it now, like where was this beforehand? Mm-hmm. And get garner some support, because um, like countries generally send acts that are at least somewhat popular in their own country. And we just don't have that. Like, we, people are surprised. Like, oh, we've come last again with this person. I don't even know his name. I've never heard the song before. And you and, haven't watched a contest. And you haven't watched a contest. Yeah, there's, like, no interest. But, like, yeah, no shade to James Newman. But he's not a household name. He's not an established performer. Um, there's going to be no hype about him. It's not like other countries like, oh, yeah, like... For instance, Maneskin. People in Italy are very familiar with Maneskin. Yeah. How many people in this country were familiar with James Newman before he got selected to Eurovision? To be honest, I am of the mind that you don't need a household name. You don't. Well, you don't need a household name, no. But if someone up and coming, or someone at least of quality. Yeah. Yeah. Or even if it's someone you just like try to boost it up. Yeah. Like, like be this... proud of what you like. Yeah, if this is what you're, you're the product you're bringing, be proud of it. Yeah. Don't just be like, oh yeah, like embarrassedly like, oh, this is what we've got, we've got this person here. If don't it's... worry, it's going to come last at no point, so we don't need to bother promoting it. Exactly. And I saw uh, somewhere that they do, um, the BBC does a 50% um, of uh, views. How do you say that? It had a 50% share. Yes. The Eurovision got a 50% share of the, of the audience. By doing the, the absolute bare minimum. Mm-hmm. And I saw someone that, some, somewhere that they spend less on the whole thing of Eurovision than in making one episode of Doctor Who. There you go. One episode. I mean, those alien spaceships cost a lot of money. I don't know. I've never seen the thing. Yeah. But, like... How little you work yeah. towards it, yeah, and how much it brings you. And literally, like everything they did for this year, had they had to be bullied and dragged all the way, like absolutely like, to, to, like, to get to, the pyro to get a little bit of like a little bit of flame on the stage. Took like like a massive uproar. Like get like, it's called light up the room, like embers. Like, Please need, get fire. the pyro. You have yeah. steel trumpets. Yeah, but it's a bit like in Spain because. Um, this year in Spain, actually, the views have been down. Mm. Um, but my understanding is that the broadcaster that is going through some kind of like crisis in general. Uh, but this private um TV channel, um, was bringing 
lots of uh, Eurovision artists yeah. to sing their own songs. Meanwhile, the national broadcaster was doing absolutely nothing with Cool Blast. Yeah. So all these other artists and all these other songs were getting hyped, which is what they have to do, being hyped. Uh, at, in other countries. In other countries, yeah. so they become familiar to people and all of that. But there was literally no hype whatsoever. Like, people would not know how the song sounded, but they could sing all the words for the French one. It's yeah. like, eventually, actually, the private... Um, channel did bring Blas a couple of times once to sing a, a cover and yeah. another day to sing his actual song but that was towards the end once yeah. they have had Victoria and, and, and everyone yeah. it's like how are you not going to end up with zero points you're literally mm. doing zero work yes. zero yes. work equals zero points yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I'm sorry it is how it is mm-hmm. and the other point, like the staging of the UK. So we had the big trumpets. And also, like, what what was James wearing? Like, that coat was, like, it looked awful. I didn't get the vibe of what they were going for. It was a bit like a pimp. Yeah. If you want me to, <laughs> like to a, be honest. Like a, a fancy dress pimp. Yeah. Like, he needed just, like, a big brimmed hat with a feather on. Yes, quite literally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I got. Yeah. I guess it's like, it's like the bare minimum. Like, I yeah, know. They were just like, oh yeah, he's going to like try and get like... Like, cause I, I, like mm. in my mind, it's kind of like a, it was kind of a nod to Motown a bit. Like, it was trying to be like yeah, old I guess style. Like, yeah. But it, like, it wasn't done enough. It wasn't like, it was like very half-arsed. Yeah. And like poor effort, like just like five minutes, like there you go, we've got this cursor rack, that'll do. It doesn't yeah. fit you horribly, but who cares? Yeah. Like, he looked better in agreement with a Harrington on. He <laughs> <laughs> should have just performed in that. Um, another thing is that uh, the BBC has said that since they partner with this... Uh, BMG. BMG. Yes. That their aim is to... Left-hand side. Left-hand side, which is just not the right thing because to end that way, you have to actually... Aim for the top ten. Aim for the yeah. top ten because... Yeah, you if, you, if you aim for less than top ten, you're getting zero. Yeah, exactly, and yeah. this is what's happening. Yeah. So it's still like not even like a good mindset. Yeah. And so anyhow, I think it's just quite upsetting for people like us, and I'm sure for you listening, that we know so much about the behind the curtains of Eurovision of how this works, and to hear these comments that are absolutely relevant is almost insulting and infuriating. Mm-hmm. I just want to like shout like this. Let me just real quick explain to you how this is just not. Yeah, well, it's it's based in ignorance and it's like laced with xenophobia as well. Oh yeah. And it's kind of like um, sense of entitlement that they should give us points just for being British. Like one, they they owe us because we saved them in the war. Yeah. Two, we've got superior culture because we've got the best music industry in Europe, mm-hmm. and we're just better than them. Good for you. Yeah. Um, I have to say also that I really liked what Katrina, from Katrina the Waves, yeah. uh, said that she said, like, even if you send Adele, yeah. you cannot send Adele with a track list. An album track. An yeah. album track song. Yeah. You still have to send her with uh, her biggest hit. Yeah. Like, this is not... Yeah. And the whole thing of, like, the, I feel like also it's more, every year that goes by, this is more uh, not true. 
the whole Eurovision formula to win. Yes. There is not such a thing, and we keep seeing it. And actually, even what, what wins one year, it will not win the next year. Mm-hmm. Like, this is so difficult to win Eurovision. Yes. So difficult. Like, yeah, like, there's a big mindset in this country that there is a Eurovision formula or a Eurovision song. Mm-hmm. And even within that, like, our perspective of that is, like, 15 years in the past. Yes. So we, we work in the base of what we think would do well at Eurovision 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And not actually, like, the current context. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to bring something new. Like I say, it changes every year. It's unpredictable. What does well now is something that's fresh and original. Mm-hmm. And not stale and, like, half-assed. Exactly. Yeah. Which is basically the UK's approach. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've still got... We've got one more year of our partnership with BMG, so we'll see who they bring. Like, hopefully they just bring a, pres- a performer. Because they tried with James, who, like, he's very talented and he's a good songwriter, but he's quite clearly not a performer. It, it, that's the thing you have to be so careful, because you're picking someone that is so, and I'm very sorry for James Newman, but he's very weak vocally. Yeah. So you're not going to get that much from the juries. Yes. So you will have to bring a bomb from you the televote. You have to bring, like, a televote, yeah. You need to bring something, if you... Do you need to bring in something more balanced? Yeah. And it's actually like, it's not just James Newman. Like, it's, I say it's very similar to Ireland. Mm-hmm. Now, they pick Leslie Roy, who is a songwriter. Yeah. But we saw in her performance of Maps, like, the performance wasn't there. Yeah. So, yeah, she's written a good song, but can she actually perform it? Because I think they got carried away in Ireland. Because they did. she was such a fan favourite last year. And that mm-hmm. never materialised in anything because there was no contest. Yes. And this year, I think they thought, okay, we do have a fan favourite. Let's see how far we can stretch it. Mm-hmm. And they stretched it so far that it broke. Yeah. It just, it didn't pan out. Um, which is a shame. Yeah. But said that, I, I do think that this song from this year from the UK will have... Embers, yeah. Will have picked some points. The, when it was released... The last year. True. Another year, it would have 100%. It was such a competitive year, and like there was no points available for anyone because they're all gobbled up. By... And let's talk, I know morally what zero, zero points yeah. means, but Germany got three and Spain got six. Yeah. Like, it's not such a big difference. And four countries got zero points. In like, yeah. Uh, it's, oh, I, it's not, yeah. I mean, it's bad, but it's. Under the old voting system, all four countries would have ended with zero points. Yes. So it's like, yeah, it's not actually like, yeah, it's like, psychologically zero points is a big thing, but actually you're not actually that much different from mm-hmm. the others. They're all in the kind of the same boat. Mm-hmm. There seems to be a shift from the media. Yes. From the trashy, trash media. Not so much being like Europe hates us, which of course it's been there, especially like in the morning shows. Yes. It's been the that was the first reaction. I think the first reaction was to go down the route of Europe hates us, mm-hmm. but then they've kind of moved on because that didn't really work yeah. to blame the BBC. Blame the BBC, which, which actually, is very much on the agenda with the government. Yes, yeah, so a lot of the blame does lie with the BBC and their like track record and their handling, but it's more based upon the ideology of these people than actual any kind of sense of reason. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an agenda, an anti-BBC agenda that they're pushing. And it, then this turnaround just happened to bring some truth. Yeah. But 
I mean, well, the BBC have been failing for years and have like been atrocious in their handling of the Urus. And I think they are actually trying more than they have done in the past. They're just probably They're one incompetent and also lazy. Yeah. Yeah. I will agree because they probably yeah the death knows it's it's literally almost the same that you're saying. Yeah. Which they're also trying. Yeah. But to their capabilities. Yeah. And their laziness. Yeah. And their and they're probably comfort. given very little resource by the BBC. Like the BBC Eurovision office is probably like one person. Exactly. An intern who's just given it like, oh, you like, you like Eurovision. Okay, you can you can run it this year. I think we heard that accounts similar like that. Yeah. For that they were like, oh, you like Eurovision? Let's come and run the. Um, yeah. Uh, national selection. Yeah. Um. So people are completely out of their depth. Yeah. So it's like. They might be the best intention, but they just literally don't know what they're doing. So. Yeah. Uh, what would you like to see? I would like to see us team up with Kerkorov. Get the dream team in. Mm-hmm. You know, guaranteed, you know, 30 points. Yeah. There we go. That's true. Actually. Yeah. Um, I would like to see, how is it called, that style of music? Grime. 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 That's what I would like to see. Yeah. Um, for the UK. I mean, we did just talk about how like badly. I'm not saying this is. I'm not saying this is gonna win you, but, but at least, least you're to gonna us, do yeah. something that makes you proud. Yeah, it's true. And that resonates with. Yeah, I don't think anyone would look at the forms of embassy and say, "Oh, this is the music. This represents UK music." Five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you think about the artists that are like recognizable now. Dua Lipa is kind of like the pinnacle of Britpop at the moment. Which that's so funny because um, when they see when they say in these TV shows that we could bring it down, we could bring Ed Sheeran. I mean, I'm sure lots of you out there you love Adele and Ed Sheeran. I personally will not vote for them because I don't like their music, and that's yeah. why I'm Eurofan. Yes, yeah. Like I don't want like boring chart music. I mean, Adele at her best probably. Yeah, be really good. Uh, but I don't want a Sheeran. No, 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 no. Like yeah, I rather get El Diablo every day, all day. Yeah. Personally, can you say also real quick that um, I would like to see some. I would love to see some reggaeton mm. in Spain. Yeah. It's all what I ask for. Some reggaeton. There you go. Yeah, move away from like that's about Spain and the UK are very similar in their approaches. So, so, like, so like safe middle of the road, no risk but no payoff. Yeah. And like just doing something that's actually not representative of their culture mm-hmm. or like what or they're anything. Doing. Yeah. Which is bland, bland, yeah. bland, bland. Like get a little flavour in there. Mm-hmm. Be Spanish. Be British. Exactly. Yeah. At least you're doing your own thing. Yeah. And eventually, it will pay off if you always it's almost like Portugal. If you always just do what you like yeah. Then do, yeah like you look at a country like Portugal like they pick a song that they like like sometimes it's going to finish last sometimes not it's going to win yeah. sometimes it's going to win yeah but it's like if you, as long as you like it it doesn't matter if it comes last with zero points as long as you're happy with it and you actually like it that's all we should be doing really yes yeah and I think that's until we change that it's never going to improve for either of our countries yeah yeah and it's so frustrating it's very frustrating Okay, I think that we're going to wrap it up there. Yeah. Okay, um, so yeah, please subscribe so you don't miss any of these lovely episodes. Give us a five-star review. 
because it will help us and we need the help. And we'll appreciate it. Thank you. Um, if you do want to contact us, you can do it on social media or via email. The information will be in the episode description. Yep. Um, All that's left to say is love, love. Peace, peace. And we'll see you soon. Bye.